those last sound effects were provided by Cam. This is Cam's Varied Week, episode number two. Uh, I want to start this off. There are a lot of things I want to start this off with, but first and foremost, shout out to Anchor, who is who is not a person, which is a service, got me on listening only podcast services for within an hour of me posting this. Within a couple hours, maybe. I think Spotify was within the hour, but the other ones. I posted it right before I went into my uh, work shift, shift of work, place of business. Uh, expecting, you know, maybe maybe in a couple days I might hear something back. Maybe. That's optimistic of me. I was really, uh, really thinking maybe three episodes I'd get something like, oh, you're finally on Spotify. Neat. One at a time. Just knock them down. No. Anchor's like, hey, you're on Spotify right now. And then they followed up with Google Podcasts. Uh, there was, like, Shark. There are some other ones that I don't know. Apple Radio is not among them, but who cares about Apple? They got enough going good for them. They don't need this diamond in the rough, I guess. I don't know. That's not that rough. It's pretty safe around here. So, diamond in a square. Like one of those cases where it's just a diamond. It's like, oh, that's a pretty diamond. I'm like that. But, like, it's a beat-up diamond. It's, like, not a museum. Quality diamond, just, like, a really poor guy found a nice diamond in his mind. And I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this on display. That's me. Thanks, Apple. I'm not going to swear yet, but I got three swears coming. Apple's not good enough for it. Anyway, so that's one of the things to start this off. Uh, number two, shout-out to Bobby Brady. And saying Bobby Brown all morning, I look nothing like Bobby Brown, but I look <laughs> alarmingly like Bobby Brady from Le Brady Bunch, French, I think. Uh, and um, it's something like that. I didn't. I was really focused. It's not quite the checkered shirt he had in the first picture. They'll both be there again, or wherever. Uh, but I was. I was more drawn to the first outfit rather than green stripes so sorry uh i like yellow and blue but not a combo of the two that's uh that's how it goes in the cam household uh so there are those out of the way thanks bobby brady i hope we can have you on one of these podcasts someday uh next is i briefly mentioned i think that my car was being fixed among my oven and those are two things so I had my car done, and while I was in the shop, I had to go through uh, the nice public transit service, which is fun. Uh, I had subways running for like two of the days, and then uh, right in my little, there are about four stops I can walk to nice and easily. All four of those stops got shut down for maintenance or some stuff. Not a huge fan of it. And uh, so I had to either A, walk farther, which wasn't that bad. It was like a 40-minute walk, which... Eh, not bad. On a nice day, meh, that's a good time. But uh, one day I wasn't really feeling it, so the other option was to take the provided bus service to the next... Uh, whatever it's called, next station up. And so, yeah, one of the days I just didn't feel like walking. And I didn't want to take the bus. I really don't like the bus, especially right now. Uh, reinforced that, uh, not even a fear, but disliking of the bus. And so, first day I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take a lift. 
I don't care. I don't want to do either of these. Uh, I did wait for the bus for a little bit on the first attempt, and I, it was just it was so pointless. I just the whole time I was like, I don't want to get on the bus, even if it comes and uh, like if more than three of the people I was waiting with get on, then I was I was just gonna be like, okay, I'll wait for the next bus. And there were like eight people waiting, so it was it was pointless. Um, so I decided to take a lift the first day. Second day, I was like, I'm gonna do it. I left, you know, I left nice and early. I went walking in the park. I read a bit. It was like three hours before my shift. Then an hour and a half, I was like, fine, I'm gonna tough it out. I'm gonna go to. I actually initially was like, I don't want to do the buses. I'm gonna walk up to that far station. Uh, the one that they had told me was the one I could ride up on the station without taking any kind of bus. Uh, but no, I walk and I get there. I get to the station. There are buses coming and going, and I was like, dang, like, I hope those are all southbound. I was going northbound. hope those are all southbound buses. A lot of them said southbound, so I was like, cool. I go into the station. I didn't even have to pay, which was nice. The guy was just like, no, just go down, just go down. I was like, cool, cool. Uh, get down there. And I'm at I'm at the stop. Uh, there are trains on both sides. I don't know if you have ever been to a uh, train platform before, subway platform. There are trains on both sides. It's crazy. Or there are trains in the middle, and you're on either side. But no, I was in a trains on both sides situation. So trains on both sides. I'm looking at one of them, and it says southbound, and it was the one running. And I was like, that's really strange because it says the southbound, which would have hit the four stops that are shut down. Uh, was shut off and I was so sitting there uh, it was the first train to come in and I was like uh, what's going on talked to one of the workers there I remember this man's face alright because I had a decent discussion with him this was me going to work I'm not trying to be late for work so I go I talk to this guy and I say not much uh, what is this train doing I thought the southbound was shut down and he said yeah, this station shut down. Everything's through a bus here. And I was like, oh, I don't like everything was saying that this station was open if I want to go northbound. And the guy said, no, nah, no, nah, northbound, you got to go up a station and take a bus. I was like, damn. So I did not wait for the northbound train. That was my biggest fault. I did not wait for it. It said like three minutes. I was like, eh, I could get on a bus, get to the mall on time. So I get on the bus, or I, sorry, I walk up to the bus. No one was getting on the bus. That should have been another red flag. No one was getting on it, but I look, and it says northbound. I was like, okay, that's the direction I'm trying to go. I talk to the driver. Not, again, very simple conversation, much like the TTC worker in the station. I say, is this going north? North? Can I, if I want to go to Yorkdale, which is the place I'm trying to go, shouldn't have said where, but uh, if I'm trying to go this way, is that what I'm trying to get? And he said, yes, that is, this is the way to go. He said, yes, there was, uh, I, it's one word, so I didn't imagine there to be a language barrier in that conversation. Um, that is the, a, a correct response. So I was like, cool, pop my music on. I was in, again, this is a 40 minute walk away. So I was in not necessarily familiar territory. Uh, on the bus, pop my headphones in, and I'm like, I turn the music on, and they're better than me, so I just kind of listen to that part, and I zone out. I'm just on the train riding it. 
Well, train. I'm on a bus. Uh, I'm on the bus. I'm really not thinking about. There weren't. There were like five. I'm trying to think. No one got on with me. But then at the next, only uh, only one stop people got on, which was the next stop, and uh, like five people got on. So again, I'm not like my mind's not freaking out. I'm still just like, okay, this isn't the worst thing in the world. Still on a bus, but if I just keep my head down, I'll get there. It's gonna be the next stop. But again, he said one stop, and when I like got up, he said, no, 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 only taking people on. So again, I'm sorry I did not cover that base when I got to it, but I went back. I just touched it, sir. Touched their base. Let me let me go home now. Uh, Yes, it was. I was getting up to get off the, and he said, "No, no, 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 no. The next one, you want to get." The, and I was like, "Okay." So I wait, watch people get on, and takes off. Then all of a sudden, we start seeing things that I'm like a little more familiar with. I was like, "Okay," uh, but it's at a point. There's a big area where you can kind of loop around. So I'm like, "Okay." Maybe we're hitting it so you can go down and then hit that big loop because I, I don't know this part well. There could be, that could be the only option he has or the best option. Uh, we had also been rerouted by police um, just because there was an accident. But that's not, that's normal. That happens sometimes. So I was just like, man, whatever. Also, keep in mind, I left an hour and a half early. So I'm not thinking about time. I figured this would just be like two stops on a bus trip. When I saw the police, I was like, ah, this could be a little tough. But I still wasn't really thinking about it. Uh, so I was losing track of time, sitting on this bus. Well, all of a sudden, you know, we're still stuck in traffic. We're moving slowly because this accident. We're going. We get rerouted. Uh, and then, yeah, I start realizing more things about where we are. And I'm like, okay, this is strange. So then I, uh, at the next, it wasn't even a stop. It was just a stop sign stoplight it was something that made us you know stop and i quickly i just went to the driver and i said how when are you are you're turning around like this is northbound right and he said it's not northbound yet i have two more stops i was like well what how is what do you what and he just goes yeah, yeah, yeah no i we go down and then i pick up and drop off at two more spots and then i turn around and we become a northbound bus and I, was, I just didn't know what to do. I was like, okay, well, I want to get off now. And other people had heard that, and they started hitting the thing. Because, again, it said northbound. So it's not like I was alone in this. Like, uh, as soon as he said, no, 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 we have two more stops, and then it's northbound, someone hit the stop requested. Whole people, like, people were like, what, what, what did he say? What's going on? So that gave me a little bit of confidence. But, again, I'm just like, I'm still going kind of nuts. Like, why what are you doing how do you mess up this bad both of us we're both kind of in a mess up situation and more people if more people like if whoever pulled the stop requested actually i kind of wanted to figure that out um just because like it's it's a, it's not even like an actual shuttle bus like he's not going to stop and pull over he has a specific route to do unlike like a normal shuttle bus where they're just going on a, on a normal route around places He's just like, I have to do these spots because of a time crunch, because of the train stations. So that was kind of funny. But again, I'm all flustered now because of the time crunch. And I, or not time crunch, but because I'm going the wrong direction. Then I look at my phone and I realize that traffic really ate up a bit of time. And now I'm about, let's see, I'm probably about... 35 
minutes away in a, in a car. If I were in a car heading the right direction, about 35 minutes away uh, from work. And I had about 15 minutes to get there, give or take. So I freak out because I gave work zero heads up that I was even, there was a chance of me being late. Other than the day before, uh, I was like a minute late with the lift. And I, I told them, oh, all these routes are shut down. I'm going to try and do it better tomorrow. So if one of them wrote that down, good for them. They didn't, though, because I got to work. And they were like, what the fuck happened? So I go uh, call work. Like, I try calling work, sorry, 15 minutes before. And then no one picks up. This was a Saturday, mind you, given how busy the roads were. It, this is like one of the first days of reopening. So people are going nuts for coming and getting our stuff. So we're busy. No one's picking up. Uh, I am, this is, uh, I'm essentially just giving up. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to be late. So I start getting the lift. Uh, then I, as soon as I get a lift out, I finally get through. I don't even know if it was a manager because it wasn't a manager who picked up. But I got through to somebody. Uh, who picks up and they're finally like, I'll just write it, I'll tell somebody that you're going to be late. This was five, maybe maybe three, somewhere in that range, but not, is right before work started. Five minutes before work, three minutes before work. No heads up. I show up, I get the lift, finally show up at, let's see, I think I was supposed to start at 4.30. I showed up around 5 45 maybe six o'clock uh it was a fun day because the lift again had to pick me up go south a bit and then turn around and go north again so he got stuck in the traffic i was trying to get out of very fun day uh and then none of the managers wanted to they it, we were just too busy so they're just like i can't i don't care about your excuse like just go in so not only am i frazzled fun word uh, over some stupid TTC workers' mistakes, and also my own. I could have just stayed and waited for the train. But mostly their fault. Let's let's pin the blame elsewhere. And that I don't even get to I don't even get to vent a little bit. I don't even get to be like, hey, what what is going on? I just I just wanted to say it to a few people and be like, isn't that stupid? And they're like, yeah, that is super stupid. I'm sorry that that happened to you. I don't care if they say they're sorry that that happened to me, actually. I just want them to say that's stupid. Let's go find that TTC worker and go and not actually burn his house down, but, you know, some kind of metaphorical very close to that. Oh, I got so frustrated. But also, he's kind of just in... He was... Uh, my only justification, because I did go back the next day, uh, my car got fixed, and I was like, I don't have to ever do this again. And I didn't even have work, but I went to the station just to see, like, who the fuck that was. Because, yeah. anyway, uh, so I go to the station. He wasn't there. But, you know, he probably, like most people, only had a shift or two to cover, and then was off. So he was there on a rotation of some kind that I could not just predict. Missed him. Darn. If you hear this, TTC man, or see it if you're a YouTube fan. Cool, thanks. Uh, but if you hear or see this then god damn you that would be on tv somewhere so you suck uh but i made it and you let me be an hour and some odd late for work so kind of thank you but also you suck uh but yeah so that was fun cars fixed now and i no longer have to deal with the ttc let's knock on wood there now on to the next thing that I probably should have, I left myself almost no time to talk about, uh, but the stand. 
Ooh, boy, did I talk way too soon. Uh, I read the book maybe a year or so ago, maybe a little over, maybe a little under, but around a year ago. So my memory on that was in some spots. Other spots, it was pretty spot on. Uh, with, I'll give an example, with Harold and with uh, Franny. And, I mean, technically Mother Abigail, I was pretty spot on, but there was almost no reference. Sorry, Whoopi, you did a great job. You killed it in a lot of aspects, but I think you were set up for failure um, just with the writing. You could have been saved so many times. So, yeah, I'll just tackle that first, because Whoopi Goldberg did, a do, did do a good job. Um, she could have done a phenomenal Mother Abigail in a slightly different sense, if that's what the writers... It seemed like they tried to get that, and then didn't keep that option in there. Because um, she wasn't, at least from my watching, I watched the whole, it was great, it was a good show. Uh, I don't think she was, her age was mentioned. Yeah, till episode six, that's why I've written down. The sixth episode, that's over halfway through. And then they say she's 108, and they said it like three or four times. Um, so before she was just implied to be the oldest living person after uh, Captain Trips, which is the plague that wipes everybody out. Watch the show, read the book, it's great. Um, anyway, she does a phenomenal job, but they set her up, yeah, to be the oldest person, and then they're just like, no, she's 108. Uh, if she had just been like 80 or something, it would have been passable, 85, something like that. Uh, there were some scenes where she's sitting down like a normal person, I know that sounds weird, but like a 108 year old person, watch them sit down. Watch a 90 year old sit down. It's not, it's something where you're like, oh my god, help them, grab, you got it, good job. But she was just like, right down. Small stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, she did a good job having Nick speak for, uh, he was deaf, so he didn't speak, he signed, wrote. The, Nick wrote in the book, but it helped a lot with like fluidity uh, to have Franny understand sign language so they could she could kind of be the voice anyway yeah they they adapted really well but they it seems like they just screwed themselves with the last couple episodes um that's not the right thing to say just with the writing over the end of the whole show uh i don't want to give any spoilers out i don't think i will i will i'll just say skip to whenever uh, I stopped talking about the end. Uh, but anyway, uh, some criticisms. Here are the other more criticisms. Because they did a really good job with uh, Joe, the small... Well, he's... I think he's Chinese in the book. I don't know uh, what he is. But he's a small uh, orphan child that doesn't speak to anyone until Larry starts talking to him. Anyway, he did really well. Uh, Lloyd, the... Dark Man, Randall Flagg's uh, right-hand man, did super well. Yeah, uh, strong performance throughout. Definitely, uh, he was a tough role, but he did it. Yeah, he did it well. Nick, Andros, the deaf guy, phenomenal. I mean, they he they had to change his starting story a little bit. They did a good job with that. Uh, yeah, they did. They did a good job because it was set in like the '80s or something in the book. So they do a good job of bringing it into modern times in a sense. 
but they also I don't know they still kind of and they do it in the book too they kind of don't address how they just have electricity like they talk about generators and stuff but like I know I don't it, I don't know. They they set up a whole community so they just kind of they're like, "Oh, we have electricity now." And I just, I don't know. They they kind of gloss over it. They do never mind. I don't want to get into the electricity cuz they have shutdown times and uh like off periods and they use candles. So they do a good job. They just kind of it's subtle. Uh whereas in the book they kind of talk about it a little bit more, but it still gets carried away. Either way, that was good. Uh Glenn was Greg Kinnear big name I just didn't see that coming but he did a good job a little bit different from the book but good differences especially towards the end uh, Tom Cullen was I maybe I missed something in the book because he was a lot older in the show than he was in the book even mentioned I, I I don't know I wanted to say he was like maybe early 30s in the book maybe but in this he's 42 and it just how he did a really good job, but it just, it was weird. Uh, trash Can Man. Ooh, Trash Can Man. He, Albert, whatever. He was played by The Flash, Ezra Miller, I think is his name. But uh, The Flash was terrible. I can't believe I didn't put a hat on. That is rough. Flash was not terrible. That's mean. But Flash was not my favorite in the Justice League. He was annoying, kind of useless character, really. Oh, <laughs> hopefully the mic picked that up. That was a good hit one. But in this, uh, I mean, super different role from The Flash, but he did well. He did very well. Uh, Kojak was Glenn's dog. I like Kojak. Kojak did very well. Good boy, Kojak. And then Randall Flagg, the dark man. Uh, he's one of the Scars guards. I can't remember his first name, but maybe Stellan. Really good. Really good. I mean, the whole yeah, the whole cast was a lot better cast. I can't believe I shat on it. That's yeah, we'll count it because it was it blew whatever I was expecting out of the water. Um, casting department overall. Uh, Nadine, I will say some of the ad adaptations were kind of weird. Uh, Nadine in the book had really dark black hair, and then it changed to that nice fine white. Uh, whereas in the show, Nadine kind of had, which was weird, she had roots that were dark and then blonde hair from the get-go. That was day one you saw her with that. And then uh, then she got all white hair. So she's like, why wouldn't you, you know, she could have just not had dyed blonde hair. She could have had, you know, the regular hair. But otherwise, I mean, it was Amber Heard, so they did a great job of capturing... Uh, the craziness in a, in a female. And I mean, I don't know how they got her to sign into that role with everything going on, but beautifully done casting department. Uh, now, Stu and Larry, those are the two names. I think I was calling them Joe or Lou in the last video show episode, whatever. He is... I got the two storylines combined um, just because of what happens towards the end and the fact that they're both on the good side. It's mostly told from the good side. Prim primarily told from the good side. I don't know. Good side. What's the... Because there's evil and good. I mean, it's just... Good, bad, evil. The allied, that's not... 
No. I don't know. The positive side. Uh, there's probably such a glaringly obvious word for it, but I can't think of it. But anyway, on the good side, uh, Larry and Stu have very similar traits. They're different people, uh, but I was thinking because Stu, yeah, Stu starts off in Texas, and Larry starts off, oh, I want to say in like New York or Chicago or somewhere around there. Um, so very different, but Larry is a musician, but he's a guitarist, and in the book it's more implied that he's like country blues, kind of, and so since Lair Stewie Stu is from Texas. I was like, oh, that's him. So I kind of, and since they're both good people, I kind of thought them. Once they got to the town, I got their storylines mixed up. Um, I, yeah, I'm giving a lot away. There's going to be a skip two point. Anyway, they go through uh, a lot, and then at the end, there's kind of a trade off in roles, and that's where I really mix them up in the book. And so that threw me off going into it. That's why I kind of reference both of their storylines as the same one. Um, so Stu and Larry, very different people. Uh, and I was thinking that Larry wasn't going to do well because uh, he was, what's his face, James Marsden. And Larry was a kind of a druggy, whatever. Uh, I don't know who the actor was. Not keen on newer actors uh, like he's in I, I can't even think of what he was in I should have written this down but he was uh he was in something recently he's in a, a couple somethings recently and I was like ah oh, seems good he killed it in this one way or the other um other than the fact that he didn't he was a musician he didn't play guitar until the third six fifth oh yeah third episode then he played really well but it was just like oh what play the guitar man he teaches Joe the guitar and he does that without playing the guitar and that's where it's just like wow but then he finally plays the guitar it gets better uh and this Stu yeah Stu is uh, such a uh, much better fit for James Marsden James Marsden is a clean wholesome cut guy and Stu is exactly that like a country boy just doing the right thing kind of guy and out of the park whatever baseball yeah that's that's how baseball players swing it watch out home runners uh absolutely phenomenal job by james marsden franny was just a different plot line but otherwise she did really well her face odessa um had a good like I'm so shocked face because there were shocking parts in that so good job casting her Harold this one bugged me because Harold was supposed to be chubby they kind of got rid of I mean it it didn't they didn't need it the kid was crazy as heck can't swear no more uh, but phenomenal phenomenal I'm gonna say that a lot uh, Harold was just super scary his eyes and his smile were eerie which is what you were supposed to get um but he's he was supposed to leave a trail of baby ruths that got larry to follow them uh, along with he leaves graffiti but he was supposed to leave baby ruth rappers i think it could have been uh paydays but i'm pretty sure it was baby ruths okay um so 
that was that was pretty solid. Uh, he didn't do so hot in the end, but yeah, his whole plot line really well laid out. Other than they're modern, they, and again, I don't know if they got Stephen King to help with the writing and the dialogue for this, but they're talking between the kids at the beginning. I think it's episode like the first 10-15 minutes where you meet Harold. It's just so like like he falls off a bike and they're like, "What are you dead?" It's like, "Come on, he's not. He just uh, like it's just so frustrating." But otherwise, they do really well. They have uh, dream sequences where in the book they kind of tapered off towards the end, and in this, yeah, they do the same thing. They kind of taper off towards the end, which is fitting to the book. Um, but they at least do a decent job of capturing that kind of uh, atmosphere that the dreams were setting, that everyone was having these dreams, that like everyone was kind of having their own variation, but they were otherwise very similar. The only tweak I have is that they were happening, and I gotta figure this out because it must have had ties to the last episode, but they were happening in a cornfield, whereas I believe in the book it was happening on a road again subtle differences like metaphorically stands for different things but whatever anyway standing on a road where there's like a fence on one side and then cornfields on the other side like a fence of fields so it's just a different setting but you know it gives off uh i don't i i would have liked to see that rather than just i'm in a cornfield because he just had that 1922 or in the tall grass whatever it is change it up man don't put everything in a cornfield that's not the scariest place in a field sometimes it's in between the fields there's nothing in front of you or behind you what the heck's going on in this land you know so yeah there's uh, uh small changes i would have made and also they added yeah i kind of gave it away but they added something in the last episode they only needed like the last maybe for first sorry first like 15 20 minutes of that last episode which they could have sparsed into the other episodes made an eight episode uh season and it's not like they can reopen like i don't know i get, they could try and redo it but it's just going to be the same storyline but i don't know people like that these days so keep it up stand ah yeah i've it, i think it did really well i think it just could have cut itself just a bit short not left itself open for a possible spin-off. Like, I don't know what that's gonna be. Doesn't happen in the book is the best. Uh, something kinda happens in the book, but it's it's set up differently if I'm remembering correctly. Anyway, I'd say read the book, watch the show, preferably read the book first, but it's a long book and it's a readily available show, so we'll see what happens. Um, now I'll segue word into uh, what I think I'm going to be talking about next week because it's been popping up a lot on my computer because I watch it. Uh, the NHL. There's a referee who was sent out for what I can only imagine is doing his job. Uh, I'm going to get more context because here, I'll give you the pre-context. Maybe that's what Cam's Buried Week is going to be, uh, where I say stupid things and then realize how stupid they were next week. Um, but I don't think this is all that stupid. 
the uh, referee took out some uh, one of the referees. I'm going to get his name wrong, but I think it's like Tim Peel or George O'Keefe or something. Um, but they kick him out for a hot mic situation where, I, from again, my understanding, it was in between or coming back from a TV timeout. Uh, I believe it was near an intermission or following an intermission. And the referee said, I'm going to call, I need to call a penalty on Nashville. Something to that effect. Uh, I, yeah, I need to. Well, it just implied that he had to make a call against Nashville. Again, I'm going to come up with all the info next time. He, I, I just want to say that in my opinion, that's what the ref's there for. He... Uh, most likely uh, got if, if it's coming from an intermission he probably somewhere earlier in the game put out a penalty or one of his uh, fellow officials called a penalty on not Nashville whoever they were playing um, where it wasn't you know maybe after replay which they see a lot of these days he saw that was not a penalty that maybe gave the other team an unjust advantage maybe they got a goal on the power play and now calling the penalty doesn't necessarily make things right but you think if it's a non-call penalty that was called then the refs had made an interference of the game unjustly and so if they just even it by giving an uh, and again it's not right but they give uh, an unfair penalty back, then it's an offsetting situation. Now, I'm not saying that all referees do this or that it's a part of the game and should just go on, but I'm saying that that's definitely not a, a taboo topic with referees, and I don't think that he should be fired just because his mic was on. Like, it, that is getting said, you know... But probably uh, more than half of the referees out there. I would say they're doing something similar, saying, uh, that was kind of a non-call, Greg. Um, we gotta, we got to see what we can get going the other way. You know, they scored on that. We, we got to, let's, let's, that, that was kind of bad. Or uh, I saw it in, um, I forget who was playing. I think it was Tampa Bay. But there was an offsides call where the ref just didn't call it. It was a live situation. Uh, he should have called off sides, but the pucks kept going, uh, and it was too late. He could he couldn't blow the whistle. Uh, the play just kind of kept going. It was you know it didn't really affect anything, but you could hear him as soon as it happened. He goes, "Oh man, that's coming back." You know he's uh, he's he knows the refs know when they mess up and they do something wrong, and I'm not saying that they try and then change the game but if they see that situation pop up again you know if it's going in the other team's direction he might just lay off the whistle again just because that happened to one team it you know they can't unfortunately he can't then call it just because he realized he missed it I, I, and again he can he's a ref he's allowed to make the right call but I just I think that if that was a situation where he's just there was a bad call, and he realized there was a bad call, saw it on the replay that's a bad call, and he's just kind of going, hey guys, 
don't, you know, they probably missed the part where he's like, don't go for him, don't headhunt or anything, but, you know, try and get a penalty. We're going to try and get a penalty on Nashville because they need to, they need to get one of the, they need to get one in the box, you know. Uh, we need to level up the coaches and the players' roles and conferences with the referees play a bigger part in the game than I think a lot of people think. And so the refs are definitely out there trying to call, you know, the most accurate game possible, but they're also there to call a fair game. They want to make sure that any call that goes for one team goes to the other team too. So that's my, I think that's the stance the ref was taking. Tim Peel, he's been in the league for a while. I'll look up, I'll see how wrong I am, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, I am saying these things uh, with a bit of confidence. Yeah, there we go. Because I, that's just from my experience, that's what I think a referee would do. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's fixing the game. I think he is trying to level maybe his own mistake. So that's that. That's episode two of Cam's Varied Week. I will hopefully get this editing thing down so that the things that appear here don't... Uh, I guess it really wasn't that bad. I, it was more the blacking out in the screen and that I had to put. It kind of worked. I put my logo there. It was fun. But yes, I will I will get this editing nice and tippy tappy. It's uh hip hip kid talk and uh we will we'll see you around for episode three where I probably correct myself on Tim Peel. Alright. That's his name. Happy birthday to those born on March this dayeth.